Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat preview pod. This is our rapid pod that gives you guys all the information you need before tomorrow's London derby with Arsenal. James Brady is here with me, giving him me his insight. How are we feeling about the game on Saturday? Yeah, um, pr- pretty confident about the game. Quietly confident. I'm even spoke to an Arsenal fan recently and he said he might take a draw. So that shows how uh, wow. winning three games in a row. Uh, can do it. I mean, all, all seriousness, Arsenal's still like pretty heavy favourites, I say, or um, you know, to get a draw or a win. But yeah, co- much more confident than I was after Norland Forest at home. Anyway, absolutely. Um, let's give you a quick breakdown of the updated injuries. It looks like Armando Brozier has had a little setback with his knee. He's going to miss the game tomorrow. How big a deal do you think that is? Very, I don't know how big a deal it is, but very frustrating. It's just. Uh, you get them back in the door and they let themselves out again. It's a little bit like that Simpsons gif. They just, I don't, uh, we just have to have a lot of injuries and a lot of what I would say re-injuries. They're just getting, getting re-injured enough. They're forcing them back too quick. Maybe, apparently it's a little thing of his knee, but Nick Jackson has also been assessed for the game. So there's a small chance we might have to play false nine as well again. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's a, bit, it's a, it's a blow tonight of Amanda for this game. Because I think physically at the end of the game, he can really hurt teams when he's coming on and, the tiring Arsenal defence might have been, you know, shook up a little bit by Brody coming on. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, I think he he was preferred to Jackson against Burnley, which was a little bit of a surprise, potentially. Mm. I think maybe he suits the team slightly better than Jackson, although I think Nicholas Jackson's been really good in his last few appearances as well. So not a big deal as long as Nick Jackson can go. Obviously, if neither of them can go, then that is, uh, that is a big deal. But... Um, from what we are hearing, Jackson maybe is going to be fine. Reese James has been in training this week, just gauging from the tone in the presser. I very much doubt he starts, but he'll likely come on is my guess. We've Gusto back from suspension as well, and Marco Correa fresh off some really good games at right back. How do we think that position shapes up against Arsenal? Because that's a big question mark. I don't know. It might be all a bit smoke and mirrors and potch. There was a bit of a story that Reese there'd be some setback, and then that was um, quickly refuted. I think Poch might be playing games a little bit. He was really big up Malagusto when he was asked about him as well. I think he's keeping Arteta guessing. I think we'll go in the lineup. I think there's a chance for Reece. He might. Nazar consider that there's a good chance that Chelsea might just roll the dice and play Reece James for this game. Um, I'm not sure I bring him back straight away. I mean, maybe don't change your winning team. But he's got, he's got a bit of a headache there because Kukurea isn't a right back, obviously, but he's been playing really well. And Malagusto did really nothing wrong. It was a harsh red. And he was playing very well. So... Difficult one to call, but I think he's, like I said, I think he's keeping Arteta guessing a little bit with his quotes and his, his tone maybe in the presser. I just think with the games that we've got coming up, I think chucking Reese straight back in to this game, I, I think is a risk. that They know Definitely. what what his fitness is, is like, and I think they've been patient with him. So that makes me think there is a chance. But just like I said, gauging from the tone of his presser, the way he said, I've got to chat to the medical team. And, you know, I think the day before the game now, you, you know, he's done this presser what, 30 hours before kickoff or, you know, a little bit longer. I think he would have phrased it slightly differently if Rhys James was, was prepared to start. So I might be wrong, but but let's see. 
It um, would make a lot more sense for him to start against Brentford or get minutes against Brentford and then play the uh, the Blackburn game, and then he could be fit for the Tottenham away game, and then just be fit for the rest of the month. So that would make a lot more sense. But whether that happens after Wednesday, Carney Chukwemeka is another player that's had a little setback. Yeah, it looks like he's not going to be ready, maybe even for a little while. Uh, do you think that that affects our our plan going forward? Uh, that attacking midfield spot it's interesting because I think Carney would have slid back into the 10 but I think midfield's pretty set at the moment I mean it's Gallagher Enzo and Caicedo going forward and they they dropped uh, Enzo's back slightly didn't we from the 10 and we had Gallagher slightly further forward and he actually ended up getting the assist uh, for the, the the third goal the Sterling yeah scored. they were playing a sort of double eights yeah yeah so I think it's, it's tough for Carney but you can always put I think you could put Cole Palmer in a 10 and you could put Madueke right wing. I think we've got options in that area. It's not ideal, but the, the way the team's set up with the kind of 2-8, I don't think it's a big deal as maybe it was at the start of the season, the way we were setting up, I'll say that. Exactly, yeah. I think we've sort of moved away from this 4-2-3-1 now and looking for this yeah. midfield. Although I don't think it's actually a, a perfect balance, I think it's actually a good midfield for a game against a team like Arsenal. Um, this 4-3-3. I don't think Tarni would have started this game or... I think probably he would have started the Blackburn game, so um, hopefully he's back for that. Yeah. We will also quickly talk about Romeo Lavia because I think some people thought that after this international break he might be back, but I think we've had a few updates over the last couple of weeks that have suggested that he is going to be out for a little while. That's really, really disappointing, and he's sort of been a forgotten man because we haven't seen him play, but obviously a £50 million signing and a really, really good young player. How do we feel about his injury update? I mean, Fabrizio Romano said that Chelsea feel he's got insane potential, but again, if we if we, we go and get him on the pitch, and it's hard to know, it's, it's very frustrating. And um, I mean, there's, there's talks of Conor Gallagher is, is in um, talks for new contract, which is definitely granted. But yeah, Lavia is he's the forgotten man. It's strange and um, tiny, a bit like Nkunku. But you have to whack a slot these players into the team. They're, they're really high profile signings. Are they just going to walk into the team? So it's interesting. I mean, He'll be a player for 2024, I think, looking at it. But um, it is, it's difficult to drop any of the midfielders. So it, 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 maybe we'd have to switch to a 4-3-3 if he plays. So, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a bit of an interesting uh, spot when, when he's fit for Poch. Yeah, it's really, really disappointing. I think I know a couple of Southampton season ticket holders and they, you know, really, really have hyped this guy up to me. They, one of the best players they've ever seen, if not the best. Um, so I, I was really, really and excited. <laughs> probably a little bit before their time Letizia, but <laughs> no, it's pretty close but anyway um, yeah I, I was really hyped about Lavia and I thought he could be a really, yeah. really important player for us even this season so I'm really gutted that we're going to be into November before we see him play for us yeah um, from the international break just a little mini roundup. we'll talk about a couple of players first Nani Madueke got some minutes which I'm really happy to see I thought he would be an important part of the squad this year and he sort of had struggled with injury and then sort of fallen out of favour with, with Posh potentially. Um, but he scored three goals for England under-21s and got some much, much needed minutes. I'm excited about Nani Madueke. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, last year I really hyped him up. Um, I think it has been a real setback what's happened to him. And I think the main... I'll, I'll be honest, there's a lot of... Um, you know, uh, talk about the Mayfair thing and the club in. I think his, I think his main problem is Cole Palmer. To be honest, I mean Cole Palmer's just slotted in on that right wing, and he can give, he gives uh, Chelsea. Um, Liam Tooney said it on the, 
on the athletic, he gives Chelsea a bit more control. He's not just a winger, Cole Palmer. He cuts in a bit more control. With Manuweke, he's a bit more of a raw winger. And if you have him and Mudrik in the team, they're both they're both excellent talents, but they're quite raw. Not much control in their game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a little little tap on the door, a little wink to Notch, a little message to Poch saying, you know, I'm still here, I'm still banging on the door. And yeah, I mean, I, I, he knew him from Tottenham as well, if don't forget. He knew him from... Um, there being, I think, an under-16 player when Poch was manager. So he's familiar with the player, and I think he likes him. And there's always pictures of them laughing and smiling, but um, I think he's got a bit of a job to get. I think, again, in 2024, I think he definitely could be pushing in the team. But at the moment, he definitely won't be starting. But a great talent, but he has given himself a little bit of a step back the way it's gone this season. Yeah, I think Cole Palmer's prominence here is really hurting Nonny. He has been fantastic, Palmer, for us, and also gives us a bit of balance in terms of Sterling and Mudrick potentially like to get in behind. So does Jackson and Palmer kind of sits more naturally. It's quite a, quite a nice balance of the front three, I think, um, in that regard. Madweka, I think, is more of a forward forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he played false nine for England, England on 21 recently, actually. So, um, yeah, and the, the little thing that gets in his way and blocks his pathway into the team a little bit is Sterling has been played on the right wing, which we didn't really expect at the start of the season. So he, he, he was pretty good there as well. Yeah, he's really good there. I mean, obviously, he shifted over to the left, and he said it, he said it in, to Chelsea TV after the game, like, that's his side. But obviously, Poch, I mean, Poch might even prioritise Sterling on the right over Madueke at the moment. So, um, if, if you put, uh, it, probably at the moment, if you put Mujic on the left, he might just shift Sterling over to the right or put Cole Palmer at a 10 anyway. So, he's got, he's, that, that, that Blackburn game's big for him. Maybe he needs a bit of an injury in one of the attackers if forces his way into the team, something like that. But yeah, at the moment... He's just going to be from the bench and he's really going to have to prove his worth with like the 20, 30 minutes that he gets uh, here and there in the exactly. next few weeks. Yeah, Blackburn's a big game for him, but I'm happy he got some minutes and three goals yeah. for the under-21s. Cole Palm obviously limped off in that first game as well, but it looks like he's going to be fine, which is great. There's a bit of panic about that because obviously he's... Going Lee, Lee Carsley sent him home, so thanks for that. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lee. Lee. <laughs> um, we'll talk about Mikhailo Mudrik, who bagged his first ever goal for Ukraine. As they beat Malta 3-1, lovely strike from him from about 25 yards. Mikhailo Mudrik is someone I guess we'll talk about as well when we get to the team news or the team predictions. But what, what, what are we feeling about Mudrik coming into this game? I mean, he just the, well, I've said it so many times, the raw materials there. I just It's almost like you know, you've got the raw materials sitting outside the house and you've just got to sort of build the house. It's like he's got real, real like, energy, pace. And like, he is an excellent shooter. Uh, and he showed that. We haven't that. Really seen that so much for us, no, have we? Uh, we have seen it on the sort of highlights. Uh, it reminds yeah. me actually of when we used to watch Timo Werner's Leipzig yeah. goals, and then <laughs> yeah. we say, "What what happened to his shooting?" It kind of feels like that with with us. Yeah. We saw him score one good goal in preseason, but apart from that, we haven't really seen him flash any good efforts, really. No, I mean, I think some of the stuff that Mudrik does is a bit bit better than Timo Werner. I always go back to a goal. I mean, I said it loads of times in the pod. A guy we scored against Celtic a couple of seasons ago with Shagdar where he just beat the whole team and then just smacked it like after 30 yards top corner. I just he, he does like to attempt shots from like far away as well. Like, and that can be incredibly frustrating. But I think also with David Raya in goal uh, for Arsenal, uh, I don't think he's particularly a good goalkeeper personally. Um, I think he's very similar to Kepa. And from long shots, he's very poor. So we should be peppering shots in. So if Mujic wants to have a, a go... For 30 yards in this game, if he comes on for sub, which he probably will, I think that's definitely a good idea. And yeah, he just showed his shooting ability. And um, I think he's got a lot of raw materials. I don't think he'll start the game. But yeah, it was a big moment for him. First international goal at senior level. So yeah, his confidence is growing after the Fulham goal as well. 
Yeah, I would love to see a Cole Palmer curler into the top corner. On yeah, the, I mean, they should definitely, definitely try some shots on Raya, in my opinion, with, with his... Um, I think last year, it was only Kepper. I think he actually had a worse long long shot percentage save than Kepper, and that, that takes some doing. So, um, yeah, we should definitely be peppering some shots into Raya, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll talk about Arsenal next, but just lastly from the international break, just want to talk about Kendry Pires, who at 16 years and 161 days became the youngest South American to score in a FIFA qualifiers. He scored for Ecuador against Bolivia. I can't wait to see this guy playing for us. He looks like a proper, proper talent to me. Yeah, what were you doing at that age? I wasn't doing anything that <laughs> remarkable. Maybe just going down, probably down six. I don't know if I was in year 11 or in sixth form, just stuffing my face down the chip shop. But anyway... Um, yeah, Clasado actually had to assist that game as well. Yeah, with I think they've actually said that Pires can actually start training with us in some form um, in the next in the next uh, six months or so. Uh, can't play for us obviously until twenty twenty two his eighteenth birthday, but he'll be ingratiated to the club and introduced. And yeah, he looks like a fantastic talent. Um, another right winger, so I'm not sure what's going to happen <laughs> with that. But yeah, stacked to right wing now. But um, yeah, uh, Clasado had a really good just a special mention that we like two special mentions on the pod. Caicedo had a really good international break and um, hopefully he gets back okay because I think in Ecuador it's actually six hours ahead, six hours behind, sorry. So even though it's a 5.30 kickoff, it might be more like a lunchtime kickoff in his head. So <laughs> I have to wait and see. But, well, yeah, uh, yeah. He ended up coming back yesterday afternoon, I think, and trained today. So that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, Enzo managed to get back and train yesterday as well, which is really nice because yeah. obviously those are the two big concerns in terms of the late arrivals back from the international breaks but it sounds like they're both going to be fit and raring to go against Arsenal and we absolutely need them because it's a massive massive game let's chat about Arsenal how we they're they're sitting joint top of the Premier League technically second but joint top on points with 20 points um with Tottenham Hotspur goal difference of 10 how are they looking coming into this game if you look at the understat table uh, in terms of the XG, we sh- we both should have had um, sixteen points. We both should have and both should have scored sixteen goals, but they've obviously got 20, uh, 20 points and we've got eleven. I think that just shows that Arsenal are just a little bit more down the road of us in terms of development, where they can overrealize their XG by players like Saka and Martinelli. They're further down the line in uh, development. You know, I'm not comparing a Cole Palmer to a Saka or anyone like that, or a Mudrick to a Martinelli because they're much more developed, but. You can see Mudrick and, and Palmer and maybe Madueke in a couple of years bringing the numbers that those wingers do for Arsenal. So that's a little bit further down the road. But in terms of stats, we're actually very similar. Um, so yes, I think it's a game that we shouldn't be too scared of them. They've got very good defence. I think they've got the second best defence in stats and, and actual goals conceded. So I, f- I can see it being quite a tight game. But it's interesting with Arsenal as well because although they've got 20 points, I don't think they've been firing at all. I think they've struggled to, put, um, to fit Kai Havertz into the team. Um, even the first game, not on Forest at home, they got a bit lucky to win. They've kind of been like stumbling over the line a little bit, so I don't think they're quite as fluent as they were at the start of last season. So yeah, I think we've got a good chance to get a decent result on Saturday. Yeah, I, I do think they've, they're, they're miles away from where they were last season, but they have actually sort of dug out results, even though yeah, they've I agree, yeah. not oh, been yeah. very good. They came to Stamford Bridge last year, and to be honest, absolutely played us off the park. We yeah. were lucky to lose that game 1-0. Don't don't let that result deceive you. We were we were miles miles off them that day. I don't think that will be the case tomorrow. They have some injury news as well. Um, Bakaya Saka obviously being the the key one. I think Arteta said I'm sure that he wants to play when he was asked about him um, in the presser and that he's been working hard to be fit for this game. So we will see about Bakaya Saka. But 
do you think he's a key pl- a key player for them to? Oh, ma- ma- massive player. Um, he just he's probably one of other than Salah. I think he's probably one of the best right wingers right wingers in the world at the moment. Um, just he's 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 upping his numbers. Um, he's taking more responsibility. I think he he has some ridiculous. I don't know the number, but he's played like I think over eighty league games in a row or something like that before he got injured. Like something crazy. Uh, really consistent. Puts in seven out of ten, eight, seven out of ten every week. Composed in front of goal. Fantastic player. Um, I mean, he was being compared to Hudson Odoi a few years ago, and look how their careers have gone. So, yeah, I mean, just yeah, fantastic player. I definitely miss him. But they do have good players off the bench. I mean, Leandro Trossard is a very good player. They can yeah, play I'm not sure Trossard's actually going to be fit. I know he pulled out of the Belgian oh, right, okay. squad. That um, actually, yeah, that'd be good because I think you, I'm not sure what they do. I guess they they might put Martinelli on the right, or they might put they might put Hezus on the Hezus on the right, maybe, and then play Nketiah here up front. So. Saka and Trussell being out of them does definitely limit them a little bit. So that'd be interesting how they deal with that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, also, uh, Saliba pulled out of this international squad as well, but it looks like he is going to be fit. I, I think that was probably just a precaution as he played through a toe injury, I think, against Man City. Let's have a quick go at the team then. Brady, you can go first. What, what, what were you thinking like we're going to shape up against us? I, I think it's pretty easy to actually predict this team, to be honest. Sanchez and goal. I think I don't see any reason that you wouldn't keep Colwell in the, in the inverted left back position. Um, I think Silva. I think Dzaski is going to be assessed. Um, I think if Dzaski is going to be assessed, and Dzaski is not fit, that's then it's a bit of an interesting decision because do you play Silva and Colwell or do you just throw Badiashvili? We didn't actually mention Ben while Badiashvili was actually fit. He's back yeah, fit. Yeah, we've talked about that in injuries. Badiashvili's back in training and it looks like he's going to be for sure in the squad. Yeah, so. If Dizassi's not fit, it might be a bit of a conundrum. But if he is fit, I think it'll just be Cole, Will, Silva, Dizassi. I think he's going to start Reece James in this game. I think he's going to roll the dice. Um, I'm not sure I would. I would put Malagusto in there because I think Malagusto is a very, very good one-on-one defender. And you need that And you need that freshness. And um, even though he hasn't played a few games, uh, been suspended, he is a very good one-on-one defender versus Martinelli. Um, but I'll probably play Gusto. So I'm not sure about right back. To probably Gusto. And then uh, it would be just be the midfield three of uh, Enzo, Caicedo and Gallagher. And I think it would just be everyone's front three if they're fit of, uh, I think, Sterling, Jackson and Palmer. I think I don't see why you would not play Sterling or Palmer, to be honest. It's, it's, it's tough on Madrid. It's really tough on Madrid not to start. But I think he can make, I mean, obviously with his Arsenal links as well, I'm sure he's raring to go against Arsenal. There's in the international break, uh, I think someone in the Ukraine said to him, um, uh, London is... Um, London is red, and he asked me, "Why did you want my autograph then, or something like that?" Like he's just giving it back to the Arsenal fans a little bit. But um, yeah, I think it's the main team that everyone. I think Sterling, Jackson, Palmer, I go with. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like I said before, you you said your team. I think this team sort of picks itself. The only issue is right back. Really, is whether you start Gusto or Rhys James. I think he's going to start Gusto, but we will find out on Saturday. The the rest of the team, I think, is is yeah. I, I don't see any reason to change it. Uh, if Tzatzi's he's not fit, he's got an interesting decision because he might have to put Mark Mark Kukurai left back and have to put Colwell and Silver in the middle. Uh, that might affect unless he really wants to throw Badia Shield back into this game, which would be very very risky. Um, yeah, again, we we don't know. I, I think Badia Shield and Reese James have been really really careful with, so they might be ready to go. I don't know. It's really yeah. really hard to know, but yeah. I think if if Dezassi is not fit, I think you've you've got a risk bad issue because I just think Poch is a kind of he's he's very like um he thinks with the heart as much as his head sometimes and he's very much like you want the you want the captain on the pitch you want passion you want the big player big player playing I just think he might start restraining this game and just have him for sixty minutes I think 
Um, but we'll have to wait and see. We don't know the extent of his fitness, obviously, but I think unless it's really touch and go, I think he might risk it. Uh, I just think yeah, it's a huge. Yeah. I think it's a huge game. It's not a shot to nothing, but because we because we won the two games before the international break, losing this game wouldn't be a disaster. And I, I think you know maybe kind of going for a little bit and going you know, kind of risking risking things a little bit more to go and try and get the win would be good. But um, yeah, after Wednesday, yeah, Arsenal come in as favourites to yeah. Stamford Bridge for one of the very few times over the last 25 years since I've been going anyway that they'll come in as, as favourites um, roughly a 40% win probability for Arsenal um, at Stamford Bridge tomorrow speaking of uh, probabilities and predictions let's uh, let's hear yours then Brady what, what's your prediction for the score for, for Saturday's game I'll go 1-1 really that's so funny you're going 1-1 because I, I was going to go 1-1 as well for the game. Well, we I can both go 1-1. One, one. I think if one side does nick it, it will be Arsenal. I, but I'm not going to predict a 2-1 one, one Arsenal win. I, I think we'll really struggle to win the game tomorrow. I just, I wish this game had come before the international break. I'd feel a lot more confident with that. Yeah. I think we were sort of heading in the right way, good momentum and things like that. The international break really messes things up and we have one, we have one day to prepare. I think Posh alluded to that in the presser today. One day with everyone that's going to play in the game back training. So it's obviously the same for both teams, but just I think Arsenal are more set and know what they're doing more. I think Chelsea need needed that momentum and preparation um, for the game. But we'll, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. I think was a lot more optimism than there was before the game last season. Yeah, I mean, with international breaks as well, you never know what's going to throw. It always throws out random results. I mean, we can end up being really poor. So can I, be... I think it's definitely going to be a low-scoring game because I think, you know, you've got two very good defences like um, facing off. And I think that, I think both teams would take a point quite happily. So I, I, I think if you know you, you put your money on it, I think I think a draw would be a good uh, thing to punt on. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. OK, that's all we've got time for today. Regardless of the result, we will be back for the Arsenal review pod with Chris as well next week for more updates on all things ESCR. You can follow us on X at eat sleep Chelsea and Instagram at eat sleep Chelsea repeat. Take it away, Graham. I hope you're carefree wherever you may be. Thanks for listening. <laughs>